It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are seconds away from hearing the daily Locked On podcast you love, but I'd like to tell you about another podcast I think you'll like. Rejecting the Screen, hosted by NBA experts Noah Kozlov and Adam Stanko, features provocative interviews with NBA stars and unique perspectives from around the game. Subscribe to Rejecting the Screen wherever you get your podcasts. What up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On Warriors. I'm your host, Charles T. Hamilton. The Dubs lose a heartbreaking overtime game to the Rockets in Game 3. Still maintain a 2-1 lead in the series. Going to go over that game, Steph's terrible game, KD's incredible game, why the Dubs lost, and how they can fix it moving forward. Also have some sound I want to get to and a couple other stories too regarding the Dubs. That's all coming up next here on Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On Warriors. I'm your host, Charles T. Hamilton. If you are looking for Locked On Warriors, you can get us on the brand new podcasting app, Himalaya. Himalaya is the new podcasting app that gives you personally curated playlists and coming out with top-notch new features every single day so go check out himalaya you can also find me on google Podcasts, apple Podcasts, and spotify make sure you tell your smart device to subscribe to locked on warriors or just play it but you know might as well subscribe then you get it every day no more looking the dubs took an l in game three against the houston rockets it was an ugly one it was not very pretty Steph might have had the worst game of his career, one of the worst games of his career for sure, uh, in the running for worst, no question. The Warriors were just, Steph was out of sync. I don't know if the Warriors were out of sync, and one of the main things that happened is you just, you can't fake desperation, man. You can't fake a sense of urgency, and uh, the Rockets had it being down 0-2, and the Warriors still had a chance to win this one. But the Rockets came out hot. Eric Gordon's been great for them. He was knocking down threes all game. Felt like he couldn't miss. He actually ended up going 7-14 from three for 30 points. And that's the thing. They've had a second-best player show up every game. And oddly enough, it's, it's been Eric Gordon. And he was great last night. He was. But the Warriors were just... They, they didn't have the same sense of urgency, same desperation that the... Rockets had because it's just it's natural man you're up 2-0 they're down to 0 2 it happens and it's not as if the Warriors came out lackadaisical in some parts they did uh the rebounding was kind of pathetic at times and you know I I give the Rockets credit for their desperation but at the same time there there were moments where the Warriors effort was bad and rebounding was one of them Steph started the game all right you know, he went two for four uh, early in the first, knocked down a three, missed a three, drove to the hoop, got a layup, drove to the hoop, missed, but uh, Draymond got the tip in. He continued to be aggressive, but was just missing a lot. And in the first quarter, Capella was good. Capella was much better than we had seen. Still not great, but he was giving them enough. 
and the Warriors were getting their asses kicked on the boards in the first even. Uh, a lot of tip-ins and offensive rebounds in the first. There were four offensive rebounds for the Rockets in the first quarter, and the Dubs only had two. So they were getting killed on the glass. Capella, like I said, he did a good job of it in the first, and they also they got good minutes from Nene, offensive rebounding uh, in the second and third, and then P.J. Tucker was a beast in the fourth. And, again, that's where the effort was not there. Some of them, Tucker was banging bodies and throwing people around and fighting for rebounds. Others were just a little bit of effort that the Warriors didn't have. Steph did get fouled on a three-point shot, and he missed two out of the three free throws. And that was a major indicator that tonight was not going to be his night. And uh, I'm on a crusade here to... I don't know. Not let's just let's take a realistic look at the two for ones that this team takes. Some of them are terrible. And Steph took another terrible two for one late in the shot clock or not late in the shot clock. Uh, There was like 38 seconds left in the first. He dribbles down, takes a 35 footer clank. Houston gets a bucket. Warriors come down, get another terrible shot miss. It just two for ones are overrated if you ask me. If you can get a good shot, cool. But don't dribble down, take a terrible shot, and then hope you're going to get another shot at the end of the shot clock because we've seen the Warriors fail at that a bunch. I'm I'm a little bit over the two-for-one. In the second, it was Sean. They started the second with Sean Livingston, Clay Thompson, Kevin Durant, Jonas Jerebko, and Kavon Looney. Uh, In my notes, I have it here. Rockets just played more desperate. They were just really willing to get after it. And the Warriors were, again, getting killed on the boards. This was a theme throughout the entire game, where in the second, the Warriors had six rebounds in the entire quarter. Houston Rockets had 13. Four of them offensive. So it was effort. Effort on the boards was 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 not there uh, on Saturday. It was It was ugly. It was ugly, and that what was even more ugly was that second unit. And people ask Steve Kerr about the bench. I'm actually going to play his uh, him talking about the bench a little later. But it's not the bench so much as it is that start of second, start of fourth quarter units that are not playing well, even with KD on the floor. And the thing with KD is he didn't have a great first half. He really came on in the second half in fourth quarter. Uh, but... In three minutes with Sean, Clay, KD, Jarebko, and Looney, they were minus seven. They bring in Bogut for Loon because of foul trouble. They go minus six in that, or excuse me, minus five. So that's it. They were minus 12 in those second quarter uh, minutes. They lost 13 to one in those minutes. So you can point to that stretch as a big reason why they lost, but... uh, I mean, there's a lot of factors as to why they lost. Clay had two points in 15 minutes in his first 15 minutes. KD was was struggling a little at the, in the first, and then Houston goes on an 11-2 to run to end the first half. Warriors were down by nine going into the third. 58-49. It was just ugly. It was not a good, not a good game, not a good situation in the third. Houston came out. They were just making threes. Houston was making threes. Warriors were not. 
through three quarters, the Rockets were shooting 14 of 32 from three, and Warriors were 7 of 22. For those who don't know, 7 of 22 is really bad. Uh, the dubs, it felt like all night, would, would cut it to five, cut it to six, something like that, and then Houston would knock down two threes. Uh, that was a specific situation where the dubs cut it to five, two bad shots from Clay, one from one from Clay, one from Steph, both clanks, and uh, on the other end, Houston knocked down a three each time. There were a lot of bad shots being taken uh, by the dubs, by Steph, by Clay, KD even at times. It was just there were it wasn't it wasn't good basketball. They were forcing it a lot, forcing a lot of jumpers, trying to get into ISO ball. Uh, by the way, I, I've mentioned it before. Stop ISOing Clay. He's not an ISO player. Like I, I feel like we're back to what happened at the beginning of the year with Clay getting killed on the glass. Still, like I said, it was a a theme throughout the entire game. It wasn't just one quarter or anything like that. Uh, Warriors had eight rebounds in the third. Houston had 11. Three offensive rebounds for Houston in the third. One for the Warriors. Draymond knocked down a three, a last second three at the end of the third to cut the lead to seven, which actually turned out to be pretty big because to start the fourth in the first two minutes, Kevin Durant went on his own 10-2 to run. And this is where KD really started showing up. KD knocked down a three, goes mid-range, mid-range. Uh, they score a bucket, and then KD knocks down another three. For the Warriors to take the lead 94 to 93 with 10 minutes left in the game, which did not feel like that was going to happen anytime throughout the night. The Warriors played awful. Clay continued to make take or excuse me, continued to take a lot of bad shots, and when he got good ones, he missed them. Uh the rotations still weren't great. Steph blew a rotation on a uh oh Austin Rivers wide open three that he knocked down. I mean, all of a sudden, Austin Rivers is shooting better than the 31% he shot uh, during the regular season. That three left him down four with five minutes and six seconds left. Uh, Clay actually did have a nice little run where he knocked down a three and then hit a mid-range, so the dubs were up one uh, after five straight Clay points with 325 left. Andre Iguodala bailed these guys out a couple of times, knocked down a three to put the dubs up two, and then Steph has a boneheaded foul on Harden while they're in the bonus to put him to the line. Harden ties it up. Uh, Clay late in the game. I think it was the last possession of, of uh, regulation. Ties up Chris Paul to get the jump ball. And, uh, you know, they just knock into the backcourt. No shot taken. And uh, we're going to overtime. Which was big considering how the Warriors had played. But... A bad stat going into overtime is that the Warriors were 0-5 in overtime games this season. Uh, the good news was the only person in foul trouble going into overtime was Steph with four. I mean, that's not good news, but no one else was in foul trouble. And I guess we've gotten used to it because it happens every game. And in overtime, they just couldn't get it together. KD played well, but, you know, he just needed a little help. Couldn't get it. Steph and... Clay were not great in overtime. Steph picks up his fifth foul pretty quick. And, uh, I mean, that was 
That was all she wrote, pretty much. Andre knocked down a three when the Dubs were down four to uh, to get him within one. And then Steph and Clay missed two of the most open shots I've ever seen. They just absolutely clanked him. And so Dubs ended up losing in overtime, 0 for 6 in overtime games this year. Uh, that's my game rundown. Going to take a break, come back, get into a little more of the specifics about it. Uh, hear from Kerr and KD, a couple other players as well. That's coming up next here on Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network. Is there anything more craveable than the smell of McDonald's fries? If someone's hiding an order of fries, they're never hiding it well. It takes one whiff to trigger a fry craving that will only be satisfied the McDonald's way. So stand up if you would like to taste the smell of a McDonald's fry right now. Did you just stand? Because if you did, then you earned yourself a trip to the McDonald's drive through for your own steamy carton of crispy golden goodness. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Support for this podcast comes from CDW and Lenovo. At CDW, we get putting productivity within reach of remote employees. That's why I'm WFC, working from couch and moving everything within arm's length, like the microwave. Lunchtime. You should talk to the experts at CDW. They can orchestrate a more efficient workspace solution using light, powerful devices from Lenovo to keep your teams productive from anywhere, couch included. Yeah, but do they have grabber claws? Whoops. IT orchestration by CDW. People who get it. Learn more at cdw.com slash Lenovo client. What up, everybody? Welcome back to Locked On Warriors. I'm your host, Charles T. Hamilton. Just kind of went through the game in some specific detail. Dubs are up 2-1 in this series after losing the overtime game. One of the things I wanted to mention and really get into was, we'll get to Steph. But first, there were a couple of reasons why the Warriors lost this game. And to the point where if some of these things played out differently, the Warriors could have won. Steph's performance is one of them. Clay's performance is another one. But as a team, it's the rebounding. They were out-rebounded by 20. That's terrible. The Rockets had 55 rebounds. Dubs had 35. And they were out-rebounded by 10 on the offensive glass. That's unacceptable. Now, the Warriors in Game 2 had... 18 offensive rebounds to the Rockets 10. So they have the ability to out-rebound them to play better on the boards. But this was a major reason as to why they lost. And it was mostly effort. I mean, it, it felt like there were a lot of loose balls that the Rockets were getting to and the Warriors weren't. The effort was just, it was different. Like I said, you can't really fake desperation. And uh, the Rockets were desperate. But that's something that's going to have to change in Game 3. You're not going to get out-rebounded by 20, uh, out-offensive rebounded by 10, and win a game. It's it's not going to happen. Kevin Durant spoke about that post-game as well. Here is what KD had to say uh, as to why they lost. They made four more threes than us, and they out-rebounded us by 10. They got 17 offensive rebounds. That was the reason why they won the game. So, uh... They definitely played with a lot more force, um, crushing glass. Um, but they still played their run. They didn't get away from 
what they do. They didn't, you know, run different plays or try to get different guys involved. They just played their game, but, you know, they, they beat us to a few 50-50 plays. So there's KD on the loss, and some of the things I already touched on, the rebounding, the the 50-50 plays, uh, just balls that they didn't get to and the Rockets did, uh, which is too bad because it just takes effort. And I'm sure we'll see that in game four. Uh, Steve Kerr, another reason why they lost was, you know, poor performance by that second unit, the second quarter unit and the fourth quarter unit, uh, even though the fourth quarter unit was good. But the second quarter unit got outscored by 12. And Steve Kerr was asked about the bench. Here's what he had to say. Uh, well, we're getting we're getting good minutes from uh, Looney and Livingston. Uh, we're not playing a lot of guys. You know, this is a tough series to uh, to go deep into your bench because they've got uh, they've got three guards who can get to the rim. You know, with Gordon, Paul, and and uh, and Harden. So they've got uh, they put a lot of pressure on it. So it's difficult to to play a lot of people in this series, but. Uh, you know, the guys we're putting out there and giving a chance to, uh, they're doing a good job. Uh, McKinney has, has given us some good minutes in the first few games too. Uh, but this is not, uh, you know, this is not a, a series where you're going to see a lot of minutes from the bench. So here's the thing about the bench as to why they're not putting up great numbers. You're starting Andre Guadala, which is part of it. So he's starting. He's not coming off the bench. There goes your best bench player. Loon's been fine. Uh, Sean has not been fantastic outside of you know a, a couple minute stretch in game two in the fourth quarter one of the problems and look you guys know I love Alfonso McKinney but man he airballed a couple threes last night uh, I say he's usually good for one can usually knock down one three last night was not not the case uh, and that's a huge part of it I mean that's all they really need from from a guy in in McKinney's position just can you knock down a three every once in a while so he struggled last night. Uh, the bench hasn't been good, but like he said, really the rotation is what, 7-8 maybe? Uh, I think we'll see it get a little bigger if they make it to the next round against uh, either Denver or Portland because they both play big. So then you're able to play Bogut, Looney. Uh, you're able to play potentially Jordan Bell. Uh, with the guards on these teams, you might be able to play Quinn Cook. You might be able to play... Uh, Jonas Jarebko a little more. So next round, they might be able to open it up. But but this round, it's a pretty tight rotation. Now, here are the negatives. They lost. That's, that's the major negative. They were out-rebounded by 20. Out-rebounded by 10 on the offensive boards. Steph had maybe the worst game of his career. Clay did not have a particularly good game. Draymond Green did have a really good game. But anytime Draymond is your second leading scorer, not really a good thing. He did have a triple-double. This breaks the triple-double streak of them winning every time he gets a triple-double. All those negatives. And the Warriors still had a chance to win it. They had a couple different chances to win it. So that's the glass half full. Now I got to go half empty. Steph, in this series is shooting 36% from the field, 25% from three, 77% from the free throw line, while getting four assists, four rebounds, averaging five personal fouls a game and three turnovers and 18 points. 
that's bad. That's not that's that's objectively bad. There's no other way around it. That's Russell Westbrook numbers. And it's bad. And to cap it all off, he got blocked by the rim on a dunk attempt last night. I'm sure some of you thought I forgot about it. I had to throw that in there. It was just the cap to a terrible evening. Here's what Steph had to say about that. At the end, that's pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> <laughs> oh, why didn't you lay it up there? I was feeling pretty good. Had a nice head of steam. Uh, probably a little bit of frustration too around how the rest of the night went, but not my finest moment. So there's Steph being a good sport about it. Uh, the recording's not great, but he basically said it's self-explanatory. I was frustrated and definitely not my finest moment. Here's the glass half full part, and then I'm going to go half empty again. With how bad he's been playing and those bad numbers I just gave you, you know, 36% from the field, 25% from three, five personal fouls, 18 points, all that stuff. Three turnovers. We should be due for a Steph game. And I think we all expect him to bounce back. But here's the problem. We've been waiting on a Steph game for a couple weeks now. Ever since pretty much game one of the playoffs, where he went for 38. He had some fine games, some okay games, good games, you could say. But we, he just hasn't been the same. And now he has to figure out what he has to do to get back. Uh, I'm not giving him the injury excuse. He's not giving himself that excuse, so I'm not doing it. I know a lot of other people will. Uh, look, other people are playing injured too. You know, uh, Harden's got gouged in the eyes two straight games. He put up 41. So no excuses. He just needs to figure it out and get it going because here's the thing. Even an average game from Steph on Saturday would have won it. Anything but, you know, maybe the worst game of his career would have won it. And he knows it. But it just, uh, we're all expecting the Steph game, is all I'm saying. And we've been expecting it. And the Warriors are going to need it. They're going to need it. Not that game four is a must win, but it there's pressure on it now. Because if the, the Rockets win it, it's a brand new series. It's best of three. So it would be, I, I would suggest the Warriors win it. That would be my, I would, I'm going to call Steve Kerr and tell him, hey, you guys should win on Monday. And uh, that'll probably be the game changer. That, that, that they need going to take one last break, come back, go over some scores and wrap this thing up for the day. This is locked on warriors on the locked on podcast network, your team every day. Support for this podcast comes from wild Turkey, Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey. Let's tune into their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from old fourth ward in Atlanta. <laughs> Making your old fashioned today with the wild Turkey bourbon one-on-one. It just really stands up very well in a classic cocktail like the old-fashioned. It has that perfect boldness. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, America, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. Today, every answer matters more than ever before. Because whether it's about health, deliveries, or finance, some things just can't wait. That's why IBM is helping businesses manage millions of calls, texts, and chats with Watson Assistant. It's conversational AI designed to help your customers find the answers they need faster, no matter the industry. Let's put smart to work. Visit ibm.com slash Watson Assistant to learn more. What up, everybody? Welcome back to Locked On Warriors. I'm your host, Charles T. Hamilton. What's good? What's happening? 
Uh, we just talked about Steph a little bit, and Draymond was actually asked about Steph as well. And as you all know, Draymond is not worried about Steph. I think Steph has a good balance of beating himself up and just moving on with life. Um, and I think that's important. Uh, it's part of the reason he's one, the, the shooter that he is. You know, I think if you talk to anyone who plays basketball, the, the toughest thing is to miss shots and keep shooting. You know, some, your confidence waver, you just you start to think. Steph will miss four in a row, and then he checked the, the fifth one, like from 35 feet. Um, I don't know if that's good or bad, but it definitely <laughs> works for him. So, um, you know, uh, we, I, I know he don't make too much of it. As a competitor, I know he's pissed with himself, and I think that'll bode well for us. Probably it's going to lead to some aggressiveness, and we like when he's aggressive. So I think it'll be fine. There it is. Draymond Green is not worried about Steph, so I'm not worried about Steph. There you go. Uh, in tonight's games, or yesterday's games, actually, the Denver Nuggets beat the Trailblazers and the Toronto Raptors beat the Sixers. Both those series are tied up at 2-2 now. It looks like every single series is going to be going long. That, that, that is why it's important for the Dubs to uh, wrap this thing up as quick as possible. It looks like everyone else is going to be playing a lot. And the Warriors have a chance to close this thing out in five. They had a chance to do it in four. Not anymore. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'll be back tomorrow with another episode of Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every day. You can't climb a mountain if it's smooth, right? You got to go over the rough spots. (laughs) Peace. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily podcast on the Golden State Warriors. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. San Jose Sharks hockey is back, and we've got you covered five days a week at Locked On Sharks. I'm Kyle Demetrius. I'm J.D. Young. Eric Fowle. Together, we make sure you're never without your Sharks programming. Will the Sharks make a trade for a right winger? We got you covered. Will Eric Carlson's groin hold up for the entire season? We've got you covered. Whatever happens with Team Teal every day, we've got you covered at Locked On Sharks five days a week on the Locked On Podcast Network. This is Josh Lloyd, the host of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast, the number one fantasy basketball podcast in the world. If you're looking for information regarding fantasy basketball, recaps of the NBA, this is the show for you. We are heading into the offseason and starting to get ready for the 2020-2021 fantasy season. We'll have all the information on what happens through the rest of the playoffs, free agency, the NBA draft, and then heading into a big 2021 season. So make sure you're checking out the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast.